She's a business mogul. Number one. And wellness expert. How can I help? And now Chantel Ray and her amazing guests are here to guide you on your wellness journey. Time to level up. Welcome to the Waste Away Podcast. Hey guys, welcome. Today is all about skin. I'm so excited for today's guest. It's Rob Stewart. And we are talking all about how fasting can improve your skin. So first, Rob, talk to us a little bit about, I know you have done so much fasting. Talk to us a little bit about your own personal experience with fasting. Yeah, my personal journey started with um, having really horrible skin disease. I was had a genetic predisposition to having a bad gut, and that led to all sorts of sensitivities as a kid. Um, I had like strep throat nine times in one year. Every time I'd go out and play in the grass, I'd get like welts and weird bumps. And I constantly had something wrong with my scalp. And I, I thought it was just the normal thing, hormones and and being a kid. So I didn't really, I didn't really care. But fast forward into my teens, um, I started developing eczema and dermatitis and psoriasis and rosacea. By the time I was 27, 26, I was pretty much covered my full body with skin disease. Um, I turned to diet, fasting, cleansing and detoxification and daily movement to try to address these issues. And, and lo and behold, fasting, especially water fasting, dry fasting and intermittent fasting became cornerstones of my healing practice. And after a year of really focused diet and cleansing with fasting being the cornerstone, I was able to really cure almost all of my elements that were going on in my life, especially my skin. Um, so it was, a, it was a major component. That was eight years ago. Um, and since then, I've been um, skin disease free and been teaching people kind of my own methodology of fasting and, and kind of addressing the gut health through those methods. So what is the longest time that you've gone doing a water fast? So calorie-free, I've gone 18 days, and that was unsupervised, completely on my own. And um, it, was, it was quite an experience. I, I, most people say, well, you know, how do you go that long? Um, and the truth is, once you get into the deeper levels of ketosis, after about in between day three and five, is when it starts to feel rhythmical and kind of actually kind of good in a, in a weird way. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It's funny how, it's funny how you definitely cycle. Cause I've done lots of long fast and one minute you're like, I'm going to die. I feel so terrible. And then the next minute you're like, I feel like a million bucks. I'm ready to, you know, do all this stuff. It's just, it's a lot of highs and lows for sure. 100%. And that, that's one of the main reasons why with my clients and, and when I'm kind of promoting and educating people about water fasting, especially I say, set yourself a schedule. It's like the best thing you could possibly do. Don't just wing it. From the time I wake up in the morning till the time I go to bed on a water fast, I know exactly what I'm going to do. Okay. At noon, I'm doing that salt bath. At two o'clock, I'm going to do my gentle yoga and meditation. At 3 p.m., I'm going to watch that wonderful documentary that's going to last three hours. And then at 6 o'clock, I'm going to call my mom and have an awesome conversation. And then at 7, I'm going to meet up. with. It's just have a schedule and make sure that you are kind of emotionally being accountable for yourself at all times because you will 
go up and down and all over the place. And uh, I found that the, the more kind of regimented you are, the more that can be circumnavigated to a certain degree. What about accountability partners? Like I have two girls that I do a lot of fasting with um, and it literally makes all the difference in the world. Like I know there'd be days where I'd be like, I'm ending it now because I feel so terrible and we'll be texting back and forth. Do you have any do you have any fasting buddies that you you fast with? Yeah, typically I think I think that's an awesome idea. Um, you know, I think for two reasons. One is you want to commit to something and have it be successful and not not quit early. But you also, I think with fasting buddies, they might be that more clear um, black and white opinion of, hey, maybe now is the time to actually stop. You've gone far enough and your biomarkers are showing that now the fast is not producing as many good results as they could be and it's time to shut it down. So Having a support system, having buddies, I think it's paramount. Um, and if you don't, hire a coach, call your mom and say, mom, on these three days, I'm checking in at these times and I need you to just hold space for me because um, it's a very nuanced thing, fasting, and, it's, and it can go in a bad direction for some people emotionally or just you might feel horrible. So having that support is really big. Talk a little bit about doing multiple fasts to really improve your skin. Because I know for me, I've, you know, a lot of times people are like, all right, I'll try, you know, a two-day water fast or I'll try a three-day water fast and then their skin will improve a little bit, but it doesn't stay that way. So talk about how many times did you have to do it before? Like right now, are you saying, is your skin perfect now? Are you like perfectly happy with your skin how it is? I mean, I don't call myself a beauty um, advocate in any way. I'm, I'm just like, uh, I'm happy with my skin. It, I get a, a pimple here and there. But as far as being cured from skin disease, yeah, it's been eight years of, of just living a free, awesome life. Um, I'm really happy with the help of my skin. Um, it, it's really amazing to wake up every day and just not worry about it. Um, as far as how I kind of used fasting to really push the skin health in the right direction, kind of two different ways. One is what I call like your, your one-offs or your small, frequent water fast or intermittent fast, which I think for most people is more beneficial. Um, I think for some people, when they think of a water fast, they're like, okay, I'm going to do this for like two days or five days or like 10 days or 40 days. And then after that, everything will change and I'll just go back to living the way I was, but I'll be cured somehow. And as you know, that's just not how things really unfold. Um, and so I steer people away from thinking that a long water fast is going to be this, you know, magic unicorn at the end of a rainbow that you just, once you get through 20 days, it's just like you're floating in the clouds and like, it's just not the way it is. But we can utilize water fasting and intermittent fasting as an amazing tool. And if you look at it real logically, we're giving our digestion and our gut health a 100% break for the day. And that allows the body to, instead of using all of its energy for digestion, to use it for healing purposes. It will heal the mind. It will heal the organs. It will go into the lymph. It will do really magical stuff. So allowing your body one day per week two days every three weeks or doing kind of a, what I call an intermittent 
water fasting schedule where you could go three days of water fasting and then do seven to 10 days of normal, healthy eating, re-nourishing your body, and then do two or three days water fasting and then 10 to 12 days of re-nourishing. And that can be very doable for people and it can lead to a lot of success for a lot of different people that turn to water fasting for lots of different reasons. Weight loss, man, if you're doing an intermittent water fasting schedule like that and you're actually eating clean in between, the weight will drop off in the easiest, most healthy way. Skin disease, it is so good for the gut to take a break from eating every 10 days or so. And it will just make these huge improvements without having that stress of like, okay, I'm going to put everything on hold and I'm going to just go into this meditative place for 40 days or 10 days. I mean, I don't, I don't know too many people that can even do that in the real world. So talk about on a daily basis, like I just interviewed Dr. Mercola and he says for him, he feels the best when he just eats four hours a day. He's like, if I want to feel like a million bucks, I eat every day and I have a four hour eating window and that's it. What about for you? What are what is your eating window look like on a regular basis? So so my eating window is slightly different than a guy like Marcola because I think you have to look at um, lifestyle a lot. I'm a, a lot bigger guy, carry a lot more muscle. I work out several hours per day. And then on top of that, I like to move my bodies up to eight hours per day. So I'm, I'm burning a lot of calories. And so traditional intermittent fasting for me leads to looking like I'm about nine years old. I just drop weight way too quick. So I like to kind of do what I call, um, based on my circadian rhythm, cyclical fasting. What that means is my body knows when it has had enough calories and needs to go into an extended fasting state for 10 to 15 hours. When that mood or that feeling hits me, I will just listen to it and drink only water, maybe some calorie-free herbal teas. And then as my body shows signs of what I call true hunger, which is more of a liquidy, watery, thirsty feeling in the back of the throat rather than like a belly gurgle, then my body knows, okay, now I'm ready to get nutrition and assimilate it really powerfully. What that ends up looking like is um, in layman's terms, intermittent fasting once every two to three days, basically. Awesome. So let's talk about somebody who's just starting out fasting, that they're like, you know, I want to do, you know, a two, two day fast or a three day fast. And um, what I call it in my book, I call it a crutch drink. And so like if they say, look, I can't just do water, what would be some drinks that you would say, all right, let's build up to it. It's kind of like, think about it like a, you know how they have that a book called like from couch to 5k, right? Like you yeah. can't just go from going, all right, I'm going to run a marathon without doing anything. Let's build up just a little bit. Could you give some tips on like, okay, first start doing this and how would I build up to a three-day fast in your opinion? Yeah, that's. I think this is a really cool topic and there's lots of nuance. And I think that the way that you're kind of explaining and, and promoting to have like a crutch drink can work really awesome. And, and that can be pretty simple. You can do any green focused vegetable juice or bone broth can be great for that. Um, there's also kind of just um, uh, knowing what tools you want to use. So a lot of times what I tell people is 
don't use any crutch at all. Just go straight water. And if you only make it six hours, fine. There's no rush. Go six hours this time. That'll be called your intermittent fasting. Maybe by month two, that six hours will stretch to an 18-hour fast. And then maybe by into month three, you're able to do a two-day water fast like it's nothing. So that's like kind of a the marathon long, long approach. Um, another completely kind of different idea is when you're water fasting, just water fast. But then when you want to use some type of other intervention, absolutely saturate yourself with those liquids. So a lot of times with my clients, instead of having them do like a green juice or 16 ounces of bone broth and, and just, okay, only drink when you're absolutely hungry as a way to get over that hunger, I do the opposite. I say, from the time you wake up until the time you go to bed, I want you drinking more celery juice and bone broth than you ever have in your life. I'm talking like two gallons each. And what that does is it creates this extreme kind of flushing, um, circulatory, pretty good with metabolic rate too. It flushes the body with nutrients that makes a person not want to eat anything because they're drinking high nutrient um, content all day. And they get a lot of the benefit of water fasting or fasting in the first place. So I'm just going to throw out many different tools um, that people can use for, to answer your question directly though, bone broth and celery juice. Those are great juices um, to use as tools to get your fasting muscle bigger. Reason being is the bone broth, the mineral density um, and what it does for gut health, it, it just provides for you a, a large range of protein and amino acids that really, really make you feel good when you don't have a lot of calories. The celery juice, for most people, their kidneys and their livers are just a mess, out of balance, really toxic. And you'd be surprised what drinking, um, you know, 60 ounces of celery juice in a day can do for both your liver and your kidney and your lymphatic system. So for, for those reasons, I think those juices are just awesome. You guys, if you've been listening to my podcast, you know I've been talking about Masszymes, which is a digestive enzyme from Bioptimizers. And I want you to know that here's the thing. For me, having a digestive enzyme is a game changer because one of the biggest things that happens to me is I get really tired after my meal if I don't do it. And I have a problem with nutrient absorption. So if you could be eating the cleanest diet ever, but if you're not absorbing it, that's an issue. So this month they're doing a really great special and you're gonna get a free bottle of the digestive enzymes from Bioptimizers. And so all you have to do is pay a nominal shipping fee. That's it, no other strings attached. It's the best thing ever. So get your free bottle of digestive enzymes. It's called Masszymes. Go to masszymes.com slash wasteaway free and use the coupon code wasteaway10. That's it. So masszymes.com slash wasteaway free. Use the coupon wasteaway10. It's awesome. So let's talk about uh, dry fasting for just a second. And yeah. so there's really kind of like a soft dry fast where it's like, you can brush your teeth, you can take a shower, you can wash your face. And then there's like the hard dry fast where some people say, look, I don't even come in touch with water. Like that is like they have total abstinence of water. 
and talk about your experience of dry fasting and are you doing a soft dry fast or a hard dry fast? I do a totally soft dry fast. I, I will take a bath or a shower, brush my teeth. Um, I will even, um, I'm kind of old school. I like a lot of the natural hygiene methods and they were into dry fasting with an extremely sweat provoking workout while you're dry fasting. And it actually like cleanses the body the way they refer to it as the first 30 minutes of a rainstorm kind of stir up the oils and get everything kind of gross. And then the second 30 minutes of the rainstorm purify and clean everything. And they believe the body does the same thing with an hour workout. So I do an hour workout and I produce a ton of sweat during my dry fast. Um, so I'm, I'm like kind of the bastard dry faster, if you will. Um, and it, it just works really well for me. My dry fasting knowledge though, doesn't come from health. It actually comes from bodybuilding and helping bodybuilders and wrestlers cut weight and seeing how to utilize that mechanism in an unhealthy way. And then, and then switching up and, and making it more healthy. I feel like if you, if you hydrate on either side of your dry fasting, then it can be pretty productive. And do you think that the dry fasting helps as far as your skin more than say just doing a water fast? Or would you say, you know, doing a water fast or a dry fast, it's still going to have the same benefits for your skin? I, I would probably say that the benefits are slightly different. They're I look at them just as both great tools, you know, and and maybe for people it's which one is easier for you to accomplish. Maybe for some people, water fasting is just super easy. Um and dry fasting just doesn't really work at all. And, and vice versa, I have clients that are like, water fasting doesn't make any sense to me, but I can spend my morning from eight in the morning till, you know, two in the afternoon, dry fasting almost on a daily basis and feel absolutely amazing. So, you know, then that's going to be a, a better tool. That's going to help that person reach their goals even faster. So they're both great. It's just kind of, they both are slightly different in what they're accomplishing. So why, explain a little bit why dry fasting has different benefits than just the water fasting. Like what's going on in your body? If in a simple, easy way, explain to the listeners what's happening once you're doing that dry fasting. That's a that's a good question. I, and I think it kind of boils down to, um, in a way, pathology or or really, and this will be a little bit off, but you can look at it as catabolic and anabolic in a way. When you're not taking anything in the body in any way, shape, or form, no water, no calories, no food, no nutrients, no micronutrients, you're just breathing oxygen. Oxygen is the only, only nutrient you're getting when you're dry fasting. So the body has absolutely nothing to do except catabolize cells, get rid of cells. And so it's going to go and do a really good job doing that. It has absolutely no other job and all of the blood, all of the energy in the body will be catabolizing toxins and turning over cells. So that's why dry fasting is real powerful. Now, water fasting adds in one nutrient, H2O, which your body's made up of water. And when your body is filled with water and it's getting water, it's not sending that huge signal for cleansing and detoxification right away until ketosis shows up. So if you're doing little spurts, dry fasting might induce a bit more of a cleansing and detoxification um, process faster, whereas the water fasting, it might take a little longer to get into those deeper levels of cleansing and detoxification because your body has an extra nutrient to get through and work with before it kind of goes into that 
that place. Because just in, in reality, what we're doing is we're bringing our bodies and our minds right up to death. Boom. You're not eating. It's fight or flight. And the body says, okay, in order to survive, I have to push all of my energy and blood into what matters, which is your central nervous system, your autonomic nervous system, your digestion. And so whatever pushes it to do that quicker might be, um, it might be dry fasting. Um, but then the question is, how often can you dry fast successfully without it start starting to go into a little dehydration or to cause issues in, in that side? I love your tip that you said about the schedule, you know, where you said, look, I plan out my days. What what other tips can you give people that you would say, you know, these little things that I've done has really helped make it through when I want to do a longer fast? Yeah. So, so a couple of my main things that I focus on is one, getting outside in some way, shape or form in a relaxed way. Like I'm not a big proponent of workouts while you're fasting, but gentle movement, sunbathing, getting out into the garden, going to the beach, um, getting into water of some sort, that can be pretty magical for many reasons. There's bio biological reasons. The vitamin D um, and the fresh oxygen, when your body is not getting any nutrients, your body will like really uptake that in a different way. It'll almost be... Um, you can, it, without trying to be too woo-woo or all sentimental, you can feel it. When you're on day three of a water fast and you go out and the sun hits you and the breeze hits you, it's, it feels like it's the first time it's ever happened. It's, it's really, it really feels great. So that's a huge tip. Um, getting outside, gentle movement, vitamin D and fresh air. The second one, and this one um, kind of has a biology thing and a mental thing. I love to do deeper cleansing work on my water fast. So things like salt flushes, um, organic coffee enemas, um, dry brushing, um, and like a detox gentle yoga sequence. Um, the enema, the salt flush, and the dry brushing all have a component with your lymphatic system. And so as you do those treatments, your lymphatic system starts to turn on and starts to buzz a little bit. Guess what happens? No more hunger. Um, your body feels an energy, feels a buzz and it distracts you and it feels good. And it also takes the whole autophagy aspect of cleansing to a much deeper, deeper place. So that's those two tools I think can really make water fasting a completely different experience and easier and better. So talk about your salt water flush. Like for me, I put two teaspoons of you know, like pink Himalayan sea salt in about four cups of, of warm water. Mm -hmm. And then um, I do usually add lemon juice to it. Do you, what, what exact, what's your formula that you do and how often do you do those saltwater flushes? Same, you know, I, I use about the exact same measurements. Um, I don't add lemon to mine personally, but it, you know, I've had a ton of clients that do and it, that works awesome. One tip I have for people is sometimes people do a salt flush and just nothing happens, like no movement, no nothing. And if that's you, there's two fixes, change your salt or change the temperature of the water. If it was hot, make it cool. If it was cool, make it warm. Um, and generally that will produce the results the next time. If you do three salt flushes and you make the adjustments each time and nothing ever happens, it means your body won't respond to a salt flush and you should stop doing them. That's just a little warning. 
but I just do it super straight up. I use some type of high-end salt, Celtic sea salt, pink Himalayan salt. Um, I was using black Aztec salt for a while that was really good. Um, about 32 ounces of room temperature warm water, mix it up really good. And I just try to get it down as fast as I can in a couple of gulps and, you know, just allow it to do its thing. Awesome. So let's talk about for your skin when you are eating and you're not fasting. Do you have any kind of in my in my latest book, I talk about red light, yellow light and green light foods. And what I mean by that is everyone for them, they kind of have some foods that they go, these are red light. Like when I eat these, I feel terrible. My skin doesn't do well. I feel horrible. I just don't don't do it. And then there's some yellow light foods where I'm like, I don't feel great, but I don't feel terrible. I'll have it on occasion. So what are those red light and yellow light foods for you and your green lights when you are not fasting? So uh, unfortunately for the population that I deal with, the dermatitis, eczema, psoriasis, and rosacea community, um, we have the most strange and nuanced dietary needs. Um, what works for me personally could be absolute poison for one of my clients. So it is a really nuanced practice, but across the board for both myself and for most of my clients, the things that don't work are things like seed oils, processed foods, um, dairy that comes from, you know, not well-sourced animals. Um, cow dairy tends to be an issue for a lot of, a lot of skin disease people. Um, in the plant kingdom, there can be kind of some hidden things with lectins and anti-nutrients and, and some of the things for, for a lot of people, you know, a normal person might be able to just go and eat a, a kale smoothie or a kale salad on every single day. Well, if you have dermatitis, eczema, psoriasis, that, that type of um, fiber, that type of goistrogen, it, it, it can trigger a full-on flare-up. So with the skin disease people, the, the food choices are eating the most bioavailable fat and protein-based foods that you can find, and then rounding the diet out with what I call the least trigger plant foods. So things like berries, greens, celery. Um, the easily digestible vegetables, um, and just keeping things ultra, ultra simple. Lots of fish, um, well-sourced animal products that are um, grass-fed, pastured, and um, it, it's just your basics, you know, your really basics, clean, whole foods. Now, what about for you personally? Is Can you, can you at this point eat dairy? Can you eat gluten or any of those things that you just say, I can't personally do this. I, my diet's pretty clean. Um, on a typical day, um, I eat three main meals. One is a big meal of pastured eggs, um, with at least three to five of them being raw every day. Then I'll do a smaller meal of a really high end goat yogurt. Um, sometimes I'll put in a little raw honey, depending on what my workout was that day. If I need a little bit of extra carbohydrate, um, and then at, at night, my main meal is some focused meat meal, usually salmon or some type of wild caught fish. Sometimes it's uh, pastured beef. Other times it could be, um, you know, turkey or, um, you know, lots of different things. But generally it's an egg meal, a yogurt meal, and then a big solid meat meal at the end of the day. Um, some random fruit thrown in, some random greens thrown in as I want them. And that's, I'm, I'm a, I'm a bit of a machine. I can do that just every single day and it, it, it tastes wonderful to me. And, um, 
I, I, I tend to just really enjoy eating clean. So it's just pretty easy. With the goat yogurt, yeah. do, you, do you ever have cow's milk? And does that make you flare up when you have it? So I haven't, I haven't, um, luckily, I haven't had any type of flare up or anything like that. And in, in over eight years, I've, I've kind of created a system where my, my biomarkers are going to tell me way ahead of time if my skin's going to turn. So luckily, I know I can kind of play and experiment and see my body's signals before something really bad happens. But I did on my YouTube channel about a year ago, um, yeah, about nine months ago, I did a whole month of eating raw milk. Um, and I, I worked my way up to doing almost a gallon a day of raw milk that I was source, sourcing locally. And it had a mixed bag. My skin looked like a baby's butt. It was amazing. It was juicy and smooth and like it was more dense than usual. And it was, my skin looked great. Um, the whites of my eyes were really bright. My hair was growing super fast. Um, on the beauty side, it was great, but my gut health during that month was no good. It was a challenge. I was having lots of digestion issues and um, knew that if I was to stay the course with the digestion, it probably would end up being really bad for my skin. So for those that can handle cow dairy, um, some raw dairy, some raw K2 milk, some raw butter, some raw cream can be awesome. For those who can't handle dairy, I would try goat goat products. I do awesome on goat butter. I do awesome on goat kefir and goat yogurt. And I can eat as much of it as I want at this point. And it, it does nothing but just adds really good nutrients to my diet. Awesome. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you so much for being with us. Tell listeners where they can learn more about you and follow your work. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me on the show. And, uh, you know, best of luck to all the people out there listening, um, whoever's on their journey and and just just take it slow. Best of luck to you. You guys can find me, holistichealthactivation.com is my website. You can sign up for skin health coaching there. And also um, my three phases workbook is there. It's my skin disease reversal handbook. Um, most of my offerings though, I'm, I'm known for my YouTube channel. And you can find me, just look up my name, R-O-B-S-T-U-A-R-T, Rob Stewart, and put in anything related to skin disease. And I have about 800 videos up and a real thriving community. So um, check me out there. And on Instagram, I'm Stuart Rob Stewart, putting up a lot of stuff. And so connect with me and I, I, I look to um, connect with all of you guys out there. Awesome. Well, this was so much fun. Thank you so much for being Awesome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to today's podcast. If you enjoy the podcast, it would mean the world to us for you to leave a review on iTunes to get this podcast out to others that may have the same questions that you do. And as always, if you have a question that you want answered, email those to questions at chantelrayway.com. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.